Welcome to the very first episode of The Void of Literature. Today we will be discussing To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. Quickly, before we start, today we are drinking French Earl Grey, which is a tea to tea. This tea is like black tea, except that, in my opinion, it's a bit more floral, herbal, and fruity. It probably has a bit more zing to it than normal Earl Grey. Oh, normal Earl Grey is a bit like more bitter than this yeah it's like your regular Earl Grey but um quite a bit sweeter as Earl Grey is bitter all right now let's start the very first episode of the void of literature so what is so good about the killing mockingbird it seems like a weird question given how good the book is but what do you think is so good about it well, a lot of people around like primary age isn't hasn't really read it as it's more of a high school book and like adult book. But there are many good things about it that appeal to people of all ages. Firstly, it talks about general American political problems that still affect us today. Like in America, you always hear about racism, like everywhere on the internet on the streets on the newspaper just racism everywhere but it affected us today but it actually affected us a lot more back in the time when to kill a mockingbird was set around the 1950s well yeah the thing is that people don't really realize how bad it was like we say we're very sorry for what how we've treated you in the past but not many people actually understand how they were treated so i think to kill a mockingbird shows this really well and really concisely yeah like nowadays it's like oh no that person right there was racist that's so bad we're very sorry but then back then it's like everyone was everyone showed prejudice against the like the african-americans and it was really bad and i think to Kill a Mockingbird shows this problem very well and the characters like are quite interested in this problem as people might be today. The second point is don't judge a book by its cover like the book portrays this meaning very well through one of the characters called Boo Radley. We won't spoil it too much well at least we'll try our best to. So Boo Radley is a character who is effectively the person who lives in the creepy haunted house in the neighborhood. No one really wants to have company with him. No one wants to cross paths with his father, things like that. But really, they haven't actually met him. And they're also just going off what other people say. Studies have shown that people conform to what others think or say or do because um, they assume they know more than they do. Yeah. This is shown really well in To Kill a Mockingbird because everyone hates Boo Radley when they actually haven't met him at all. Yeah, like all the children in the book are always going to school and saying, oh, don't ever walk by Boo Radley, always go at least like uh, on, the side, on the other side of the street to him. But while, like, they always say, talk to their parents about it, all their parents are like, oh, don't say that. Boo Radley's a good person. But 
children being children, of course, don't believe this. And I think To Kill a Mockingbird shows that the meaning don't judge a book by its cover quite well. The next point is To Kill a Mockingbird, even though it's very political and teaches a lot of lessons, it can still have like good action and it has really good building and easing of tension. Well, yeah, because if you think about it, most nowadays, most books that are for primary to middle school age children are all about great quests and magic and dragons and epic battles. And they don't actually necessarily leave that much to the small problems of the world. Or I say small, but not necessarily small, but not the like earth-shaking things that are so obvious that even the reader can see where the book's going to go. I think that To Kill a Mockingbird, while it may not be very popular for middle school children and primary school children, if they actually read it, I think they'd enjoy the fact that it has great tension despite the fact that it's not just about great big dragons and monsters and who knows what. Yeah. Like, let's say if you went up to, like, a kid in primary school or middle school and asked them, what type of books do you like? Like, what genre? They would probably say something like fantasy, action, sci-fi, stuff where there is a very obvious protagonist, a very obvious problem, and a very obvious antagonist, where it's a very straightforward battle between evil and good. But in To Kill a Mockingbird, yes, it has a straight uh, protagonist, but like you can't re- like the antagonist is a bit harder to see, but you can definitely see who it is, like if you read the book. But the problem is like its theme is more towards like high school and adults who like if and if you're like a middle school or primary school. Ch- child you'll probably have to like pretty analyze it pretty well to understand the book but uh even though it's like this it can still show very good action as it's political and it has action and the themes part i mentioned will bring us to the next point which is that the book has a wide variety of themes well yeah because while it's not dragon slaying and like monster fighting it's still very good in that there are some problems which are very different from the cover which is about politics and racism there are some problems where it's just like real world problems that could happen to you and i think that hopefully moves from these themes very well because you don't want it all political and kind of mono- boring and slow. And I think sometimes it's good to just have a break from a genre, even if you really enjoy the genre. Sometimes you just need a break anyway. So I think that Papali does this really well by smoothly transitioning to things and different events nicely. Yeah, if you look at the cover, read the blurb, it's like, oh, I don't really want to read this, it's so political, it's so, just, not not for me, not exciting. But, like the character Boo Radley, it's like, 
Don't touch a book by its cover. If you opened up the book and read it, you would realise that it's quite a good book. And, like, it can, like, it's for a, like, a wide variety of audiences and it has multiple themes which can appeal to a lot of people. Speaking of people, the protagonist is a kid. And if you are a school child like the protagonist is then it could be relatable and you could maybe um like compare what the what the protagonist who is scout finch who like lived in that era as a regular school child as maybe you listener would as today um like it was Life was very different back then compared to now, and you could maybe like go like, "Oh, that's different," and it could spark some like research or something, which is pretty cool. The other part of that is that since it's a child as the protagonist, as a child reading the book, you can identify with Scout because you understand what she goes through because. For example, as an adult, I mean, obviously adults have been children once, but that was further ago. And so therefore, Scout is more a- alien and they can't identify with her as well as the child who is living while, as a child while they read the book will, not, uh, will be able to identify with Scout and understand what she's feeling more than any adult could at any given time. Yeah, and... Basically, though it may seem not appealing at first, it can really talk to the child quite directly. And I think that's a really good point in To Kill a Mockingbird for children. My final point is that it teaches a very meaningful, when I say meaningful, I mean meaningful lesson. It has a very popular, uh, like, quote in it, which is, uh, shoot all the blue jays you want, if you can hit them. But remember, it is a sin to kill a mockingbird, which is what the main character's father says to teach their children a lesson. Though the meaning may be a bit hard to see in that quote, it is a very good lesson. Well, yeah. And once you finish the book, you understand the lesson that was given. And it's more of a metaphor. And so one of the characters teaches Scout what it means because she doesn't understand why her father has said that it's sin to kill a mockingbird. And the reason it's a sin to kill a mockingbird is that they just sing, sit and sing their hearts out for us all day long without messing up our gardens, stealing our crops. But blue jays are notoriously difficult to deal with, particularly when coping with Adam. So therefore, you can't kill a mockingbird because they have done nothing to hurt us. And this quote is shown really well in the book. And if you read it, you will understand why the quote has so much impact in terms of the book itself yeah like you may not understand 
the meaning behind this now, but I assure you, if you read the book with this knowledge in mind, you will understand everything. And these are the reasons why I think it's a very good book. And personally, I would rate this a 9 out of 10. I agree with that. I would also rate it 9 out of 10. Particularly because while it's very good, not every book can be perfect. And it teaches a lesson that kids need to learn. But if the language and the things aren't always kid-friendly. So maybe if this was written in another era, it would have been much more kid-friendly and easier to read for us. But I still think it's a fantastic book and definitely gets a 9 out of 10 from me. Yeah, that's pretty similar for me. It's a really good book with a very good meaning, with very good tension, very good like lessons, very good everything. But um, judging that it was written in like the nineteen, like the mid nineteen hundreds, its language isn't very appropriate for kids nowadays, and kids nowadays might not even understand what it's talking about as it's very some of it's very old language that you won't wouldn't really hear nowadays and like not every book can be perfect and that's why i i give it nine out of ten yep thanks for listening everyone and remember to fill that void